Welcome, Bills Mafia, to Bills or Bust, the podcast dedicated to all things Buffalo Bills. I'm Tom Murphy. Join in as we talk about the Buffalo Bills, of course, and also the other 31 teams in the league that will watch us win the Super Bowl or bust. Hey, hey, hey. I can't even get out the fourth hey there. Uh, Welcome, Bills Mafia, to Bills or Bust. I'm Tom Murphy, and joining me today is my good friend and fellow Buffalo Bills fanatic, Mike Florio. Mike, how are you feeling this morning? Oh, not as good as I want to feel. There's a lot of, you know, I don't have any nails left because I was chewing on the entire time in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, they, it was one of those things like they, uh, they, they could have ripped the bandage off early, but then they get that uh, fumble at the end, you know, inside the 30 yard line. You're thinking it's like, oh, we got this. And this also, that also happened. That fumble happened probably, uh, three minutes after I told uh, my buddy I was watching the game with, it's like, you know, I get very negative when uh, things start going wrong. And I said, it's like, we're not going to win this. We're not a comeback team. And then sure enough, that happens. And I'm like, oh, you know, screaming, I was wrong. And like, so happy I was wrong. And then, of course, we all know what happens uh, moments after that. Uh, One thing I have to say, yesterday, I traveled to Glen Rock, New Jersey, to watch at the North Jersey Bills Backers Bar, uh, Stone and Rail. Uh, And I do have to say, I've been to a lot of Bills Backers bars across the country, and I may rank this as my second favorite spot. Actually, there's one good part about yesterday is that I discovered this place. Uh, Absolutely like great, uh, great crowd, very, a very positive crowd. Uh, They do, you know, they do their first down chance, play the shout song, the like the head guy of the Bills Backers bar there is a true fan. Uh, he did tell me his name. I forget it. Uh, I hope to be back there soon. The one, the one uh, down spot of it is I left my apartment yesterday at 10.30 a.m. to get there 10 minutes late. So I got there just in time. Like right when I was walking in, it was when Josh uh, threw that pass to uh, Jabril Peppers. It was just like... Yeah, that was uh, it was a drag. And on the weekend, it's just, you know, uh, worrying about the New York subway and New Jersey transit. It's just uh, it was like going to Delaware. Well, anytime you cross state lines, it's always kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the mercy of, uh, you know, whatever mass transit system and every any delay that they have. I know. I'm glad I at least brought my passport. I didn't get the stamp uh, for the great state of Jersey, though. I know, but yeah. uh yeah, it's always, and I, you know, of course I jinxed it because on the way, you know, I'm telling people about my travel woes, you know, it was like, you know, I even tried to Uber Uber from the Secaucus train station and that was actually going to get me there half an hour later. I'm like, great. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I, luckily I caught the one train by the skin of my, like the skin of my teeth. Uh, yeah, to watch that debacle yesterday. But, and I kept saying, it's like, you know, oh, with this horrible morning, it's like the Bills better win. And it's just like they, the Bills completely added to my woes yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, a thousand percent. I, cause I knew like after the Giants game, I'm like, we're, we're looking a little rough. I mean, in more ways than one. And then, you know, Josh threw his shoulder and banged himself up a little bit. I'm just like, come on, dude, be smart, be smart, be smart. Uh, but I do have one question based off of what you were saying earlier. So you said obviously this place was your second. 
What is uh, what's what's so far the reigning champion as far as uh, Bills Packers bars? You know, I, I'd even have to discover, like, I'd have to look up to see if this place even exists. But in 2011, uh, I went to it was a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals after we started three and zero. I went to it was called the Laughing Cow in Washington D.C. This okay. place was just straight up fire. Uh, I'm gonna have to look up and see if it's still. You know, okay. these places always rotate, uh, but the crowd was great. And it was just, I also, I got to say, I also love D.C. D.C. is, uh, it's a lot, it has a has a bit of a New York vibe with uh, a fraction of the hostility. You know, it's, uh, you know, every, like, there, there were just, like, no negative, like, vibes in that, uh, you know, in that bar. Uh, everybody was just having a great time and it was, it was, it was a pretty good game up until the end. We, I believe that was so long ago. We lost that game on a last second field goal to uh, rookies, Andy Dalton and AJ green. And this was, uh, right after in typical bills form when, uh, we had beaten the Patriots for the first time in like eight, uh, was this the North years? Uh, no, this was the, uh, this was another quarterback, which actually I'm going to have to uh, be quiet on that because it's part of my trivia question. But it gotcha. was the uh, remember we came back from being down 21 to nothing. Uh, that was that was that's magic. That was something else. Uh, yes. Well, you got the answer to one of the questions. Let me just go into the trivia right real quick before <laughs> we settle this. So yes, uh, as we played the Patriots this week, uh, we all know about Tom Brady's domination over us, uh, only garnering three losses in his career versus Buffalo name, the three quarterbacks that uh, started the games that we won over Brady. I mean, I have to say Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. Uh, that is it. And it was, that was the 2011 game. Uh, he say Tyler, Tyrod Taylor. Nope. Damn it. Good guess. I mean, I, I know, I know it can't be Trent Edwards. No, it absolutely is not. Yeah. I can I, give you the uh, year. My, my brain is trying to like, uh, mm -hmm. Because there's oh there's well there's some gaps and there were a lot of quarterbacks in that span. Uh, I could give you a hint on the other two, 2003 and 2014. Bledsoe. Bledsoe, yep, that was the first uh, win when we when we didn't know that uh, uh, losing to the Patriots was going to be a yearly tradition. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to think here. Like, okay, wait. So there's a huge asterisk next to this next one. Because okay, I thought Tyrod was. Quarterback in 2000. He was 2015. Okay. I'm all right. I'm missing my time. Uh, I think you mentioned this quarterback just a few moments ago. Let's see. I said Bledsoe. I said uh, Kyle Orton. Kyle. It was Kyle Orton. It was Kyle Orton. Was week, there's a huge asterisk next to this because they, if you watch a, you know, if you ever watch like see Tom Brady's stats, they always say, I think he was like 33 and three versus us. And I'm always like, what was that third loss? I can only think of two. In week 17 in 2014, Tom Brady played one drive uh, and it was a touchdown. And then they brought Jimmy Garoppolo in and the Bills won 19 to seven. Uh, but technically, since Brady started that game, he is counts. credited with he's credited with the loss. So, I mean, I think that's a huge asterisk, but it still counts. Hey, you know, I'll take I'll take a W when I can get it. You know, years, years of uh, Bills fandom has made me just uh I'll take whatever drip I can get out of the faucet. Oh, absolutely. And but, it's, uh, you know, you know, you go into like, you go into these games, uh, like, you know, yesterday and last week, you know, 
and it almost serves us right. I was, you know, just talking about like, oh, this next two stretch of games. I wonder if we're gonna wonder if we're gonna give up ten points total. Uh, you know, and actually we, you know, we did hold the Giants to a touchdownless game, but the offense was just completely stagnant. And then uh, as you said, like Mac Jones, you know, coming out looking, you know, looking like Fran Tarkenton out there. And uh, you know, five incomplete passes, just you know, he's been a joke all year and we just made him look so good. Well, I think also to not to his discredit, because obviously he is a professional athlete. You know, he's better than we'll ever be at the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. As, as much as much as I can, much as I can give him guff. Um, they they picked the they they took where all of our injured players were, and they just attacked those spots because those guys are clearly not. You know, they're not the the same. They haven't brought up to the snuff of it. They're still figuring things out. There's a, you know, what was it? Williams went in for uh, Tyron Johnson, uh, went in for a tray, and then Williams went in for Milano. Yes. And, and Settle and Settle and Phillips were filling in for Oliver uh, and Raquan. Yeah. And that was definitely, yeah, the up the middle was definitely a weak spot for them. And, well, uh, Tim Settle's a more of a second kind of guy than a than a run defensive guy. You know, he's yeah, he's, oh. he's pressure on quarterback. Not let's stop. Uh, let's not stop uh, the the run game. You know, he can do it. It's just not his style. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's uh, you know, the we've seen like the past few weeks. You know, the Bills uh, Bills pass rush, which at at one point was the best in the NFL up until like week, you know, week five. And then last week we only got three on the giants who were giving up an average of like eight a game or something, which was totally ridiculous. And yesterday we get one on Mac Jones and it was a, and it was a very sh- like a short yard loss sack by uh, the safety Poyer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just see that pass rush, you know, I did not hear Greg Rousseau, AJ Appanessa, Leonard Floyd, I did not hear their name at all. Not to mention Von Miller, who we have barely heard anything of since he's well, been back. I know he's been doing the slow reintegration, but I'm also sitting here like, oh, I'm a man. Like <laughs> those, those end, those end, those end game moments where we kind of need superstars. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need to, we need to like stop Mac Jones on a two minute drive. You know, we should not be. We should not be giving up to like touchdown drives to Mac Jones in the final two minutes. Uh, I, there is one small thing I want to—I don't want to say correct—but there's one small thing I want to kind of put on there. Uh, it's not Poyer; it's All Pro Po. All Pro Po. Yeah, I, uh, I do. I, I haven't. How have I not heard that? I do like. Oh, uh, I got that from uh, freaking uh, uh, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Okay. Yeah, yeah he, but, uh, they did an interview with him, and it was when uh, he got a, he got his Pro Bowl announcement. He was like, "Yeah, they're like all pro pro, all pro pro." Okay, yeah, that's uh, I will refer to him as nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing short of that in the future. Hey, but uh, I, I get it. it's like no, it's like also that man's just a monster. Just, mm-hmm. but yeah. So it's about time I just give our quick recap of the game we have been talking about and will continue to talk about. Yep. In Foxborough, the Bills underperformed yet again in a 29-25 loss to heavily underdog New England, leaving the fan base on edge as the schedule only gets tougher from here. And that's that's pretty much the crux of everything. It was like these two games, luckily we squeaked the win out, 
uh, versus the Giants. I know we were talking about that. Uh, a game, I didn't even cheer for the ending. It's one of the few wins that I just did not cheer at the end. I just turned the TV off and was just like, okay, got the W. Let me try. Oh, yeah, same, same. I, I, I muted my phone. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to hear nothing because I got, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in New York City, so I know plenty of Giants fans and they were, they were not happy. Let's put it that way. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's funny, uh, you know, on that front, I know so many Patriots fans and very few of them. Uh, Matt Flynn, who was a guest on, who's been a guest on this show, wasted no time rubbing it in. Uh, wasn't even like, wasn't even gloating about how good the Patriots were. He was just talking, pretty much talking about how like we, we definitely ruined their chances of getting the first overall pick by losing to them, which is even worse than just gloating, you know, and saying how you know, great the Patriots are. It's just hey, you know, rubbing it in like how bad we are. So thank you, Matt. Well, like just like uh, just like the the Brady thirty three and three. You know, every you know every dog has his day, and you know, uh-huh. that day. That is true. Yeah, and he had. Uh, it's definitely the first game that he's. Uh, it's definitely the best game he's had versus us. His other win versus us. Remember that was the infamous. Uh, he went two for three. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You mean the the game during a blizzard and everyone's just like, you know? Oh yeah, that snowpocalypse where it was. Uh, it was the Bills running game versus the Pats running game, and there was we had zero chance of winning that. And then uh, uh, Damian Harris like ended up completely uh, ravaging us that game. Yeah, which was uh, was one of those games where I was like, great. It's like now he's on now he's on our team, and uh, again we're wishing him a speedy recoveries been sent to the IR. Hopefully that's not going to last too long. And most importantly, that uh, his neck injury isn't that serious. Well, from what I understood, and I could be wrong, and here, I'll, I'll, let me just do the research as we're talking. Uh, it, from what I understand, he's already home. Oh, no, that's, uh, yeah, I definitely have heard that. And, uh, that's definitely a relief. You know, anytime you see the uh, carts coming on the field in a game, it's always just, uh, you know, it's always puts fear in any fans, especially our fan base after what happened last year no it's uh it is just good and obviously i want him back because it'd be great to have that uh three-headed monster of cook murray and uh harris back there uh, yeah, but also could we give like a little credit and a little love to latavius murray like that man oh like, absolutely you know he, everyone always dogs him for his age i'm like no that man still has more steps oh know? absolutely yeah he, he was done. uh that one he catch was, that he had when he when he broke off and he got like the it was, I think it was, we were like third and fourteen or something like that. And he, oh, absolutely! I, I, thought, oh, he was, I thought he was carted in the back. He managed, oh, to, yeah. managed to skirt the tackle. I was like, okay. Oh yeah, no. What look? What looked to be like a checkdown pass uh, out of Dorsey's playbook on third and fourteen? Uh, yeah, ended up uh, being probably a nominee for Kyle Brandt's angry runs. Uh, oh yeah, you know, probably. Probably would have uh, been more memorable had we won that game. But, uh, yeah, no, there's so many. I was talking about uh, – I'd like to start with the bad first. We've covered a lot of the bad uh, yesterday. One thing, I I almost sound like a broken record. Uh, I've noticed this at least the past three seasons. After a statement win like we had in week four – against Miami when the entire media, everyone was crowning Miami as the best team in the NFL. Yeah. When you have a 70, 20 game and then you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, uh, you know, we beat them by four full touchdowns, uh, which was, you know, I'm a pretty, I have high expectations for this team every week. And even I was surprised at that, you know, they just pretty, a rather flawless game by Buffalo. I mean, especially Uh, how it started because it was just 
We ain't got a possession. They got a touchdown. We got a possession. We got a touchdown. Oh, yeah. They got a possession. They got a touchdown. I thought it was going to be a shootout the entire time. Oh, absolutely. And I was kind of worried if we were going to be able to uh, keep was up with that first. pace. And it was them. It was the Dolphins who couldn't keep up with us, which was, you know, and, you know, I just start thinking, like, we're the best team in the NFL. And that's happened the past two years after our Chiefs wins in 2021. Uh you know, we had the Sunday night win against the Chiefs, like 38 to 20. It was yeah. one of, uh, it was definitely, I think, Mahomes' worst loss in Arrowhead uh, up to that point. Uh, and then, uh, well, beside, yeah, in Arrowhead, I mean. And then, uh, you know, the following year, the great, you know, the fantastic game in week six against who else? The Chiefs, uh, where we won 24 to 20. And finally, we were able to stop Mahomes on that last drive. Uh, you know, just it was immediately after all three of these games where the Bills just seemed to kind of fall off some sort of cliff. Uh, you know, even despite like talking up wins later in the year, they just like kind of never looked the same. Uh, with the exception, the Bills finally looked like the team once they got to the playoffs. And last year in 2022, the Bills looked the opposite once they got to the playoffs. They almost looked like they didn't belong there, almost losing to Skylar Thompson and. Uh, I can't even mention this Bengals game still to this day, yeah. but it's just, you know, and you have to think with that, the bills definitely have the talent. Do you, there, there has to be something mentally going on with this team. You know, we can, one thing is we can blame, we can blame injuries, uh, till the cows come home and it's, a, it's a, every team does it. Uh, every team has injuries. You know, we can talk about how we were missing players. The, uh, the Patriots, on the other hand, were losing their uh, were without their two best ed, uh, edge yeah, rushers, Matthew Judon and Uche. Uh, yeah. So it was like that was kind of eliminated, you know. That and then uh, everybody else seemed to step up, uh, you know. And the Bills, it's you know, with the all of the injuries, see, most the majority of the injuries seem to be on defense, and which is our biggest asset. asset. You know, our, yeah. our defense is our biggest asset. I mean, our offense. Don't get me wrong. When Josh Allen is firing on all cylinders and everyone's making plays and doing the thing, draw the dog, you know, they're nuts. But yeah. Buffalo's strength is not necessarily its offense. It's just how dominant its defense is. And, you know, that's why I'm really happy when I'm like, you know, when they're like, hey, Leslie Frazier's going to take a year off. I'm like, no, no, he's gone. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. You're going to put a dominant, defensive-minded head coach now running the plays? Let's go. I'm in. You know, and for a bunch of games, you just watch them do the thing. And uh-huh. that defense is – we've lost too many of the superstars. I mean, think about, like, what other guy is like Matt Milano? No, there there aren't many Matt Milanos. You know, and we, we, we didn't really replace – I mean, don't get me wrong. The rookie that we got to replace uh, Tremaine is great. But, like, the defense is – it's basically the crux of how this team works. Oh, no, obviously, yeah. And that's, uh, you know – it's definitely a point, like you mentioned earlier, it's definitely a point where, you know, the Patriots were attacking and his, his presence more than anybody, maybe Oliver's, uh, you know, was missed the most. Uh, and obviously, you know, in the, in the defensive backfield, uh, Benford and Jackson, decent, but, you know, you're just noticing so much separation from these receivers, these no-name receivers for the Patriots, uh, you know, but, you know, it's well, like two years in a row the defense gets the uh, tends to get the injuries, and the offense seems to be the one that takes it personally. The Bills ended up putting up twenty five points, but 
just so many drives that were just completely lackluster. And well, I mean, we know this too. Has been, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, I do think, and this is just a this my tinfoil hat theory. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, no, go. it's like uh, I think Allen's a little still a little banged up because you saw him, you know, overthrowing a lot, mm-hmm. doing crazy leads. You know, like Stephon Diggs can catch everything in a cold, but. You know, he's uh-huh. you saw him just kind of getting led way too far, or getting thrown oh, yeah. high. So I think uh, I think the arm is still a little loose cannony right now, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's that is true. I mean that uh, that's know, bomb that he threw to Diggs, like that's that's something that they have connected on so many times in the past, uh, you know, three to four years. That you know, that's that's like a clockwork play to them, and Josh just overthrew him by five yards. Diggs just didn't, and Diggs had the jump on these. Uh, yeah. on the defensive backs and no there's definitely something there uh and here's the thing we only have three days to uh prepare for the tampa bay bucks who you know beginning of the year seemed like that was a gimme game and now it's like this is probably the toughest team we played in this three-week stretch and you know not to mention baker mayfield uh mm-hmm. you know like as you joke about him all you want he, he's one and oh versus the bills oh i mean here's the thing I actually I like Baker Mayfield. I you know I got I got no I got no bad blood against him. I just it was one of those things versus man. I just felt like that guy just just kept getting disrespected for so long that I'm like you know what I'm glad he caught his footing in Tampa. But mm-hmm. at the same time I hope he uh, I hope he takes that massive L. I know. Well, it's uh, it's one thing I'm most mad at Baker Mayfield for missing so many games in the past few years because as you probably noticed the graphic yesterday. Uh, Josh Allen now has the most turnovers of any of any player in the NFL since 2018. I know. Uh, and a, I mean, a lot of that is is because he's played almost every game. Baker Mayfield had that pretty much had that mark in droves until he started not, you know, not being named the starter and missing games. So now, uh, you know, it's kind of a dubious honor, you know, for Allen to be the leader now, because if you look in the, you know, the history of the NFL, the like a lot of the leading, you know, interceptors, if you want to say that in the game are Hall of Famers, you know, the Brett Favre's of the world. Brett Favre was a turnover machine and it was because he played, you know. Yeah, but they just, but they just, he threw, he threw so many touchdowns, it didn't matter. Nobody cared. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's, I go back to with, uh, you know, with Alan, uh, very frequent guest, Jason Thurston on the show. I remember back in his, uh, I love Jason. He's absolutely like the most positive Bills fan I've ever met. Uh, you know, to to a degree where it's sometimes or sometimes borders on unreasonable. Yeah. But even during the Tyrod Taylor's days, and he was Tyrod's biggest defender. Uh, you know, he's uh, talking. He about, yeah, yeah. You know, he would throw the fact that Tyrod Taylor only threw four interceptions uh, one of those years. But that was also matched with 14 touchdown passes. And I remember saying, he's like, look, I will 100% take a quarterback who gets double-digit interceptions if he can get 30 or more touchdowns. And that's exactly what we got. Well, I mean, a lot of it also – and I, I, I'm going to be branded a hater. I can already feel it. <laughs> but, for example, like Ken Dorsey is not setting Josh Allen up for success in the slightest. Oh, I, I don't. I think most fans would agree with you there. 
And also, I mean, think about the amount of times that, like, even yesterday, how many times did Josh Allen have basically, you know, three guys on him and somehow managed to extend the play an extra five, six seconds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, no, and don't get me wrong. Those on the run throws, I know they're really bad for him because, you know, those guys can't adjust properly like you saw like Dawson Knox had a few that were just like way over his head or he just he scrambled to get it and just couldn't get couldn't keep a hold on it like those are just a little too dangerous and those put those they put those guys in too much harm mm-hmm. oh, that's yeah. why was, that's why I, I, I kind of I respect uh, Diggs I know people have always given shit but he's like oh like he'll just like he'll just take the short path and kind of go down mm-hmm. I'm like but at the same time that man needs to be able to play every game Oh, absolutely. Dawson Dawson Knox has taken some hits that even I, I'm, I'm looking through a screen and I was like, oh my god, like how does that make alive? Oh, I know. Yeah, oh yeah, no, he definitely. And he'll lunge for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's uh, and I, you know, you talk about yeah, the setting, you know, setting them up for failure. There was uh, you probably remember at some point, I think it was in the second quarter, uh, they throw this like, they throw this just like screen uh it was like a screen without the screen to digs where he ended up losing like four yards on it yeah it was just oh, a, he was out there by himself yeah he was he was a no abso- man yeah. he just got swallowed absolutely out there and uh it was just like it was just like what what like what was the thinking behind that play i remember last year after the uh playoff loss somebody somebody had commented on twitter it was like and i think it had the most light it had more likes than the actual post was saying about like how Ken Dorsey just seems to like fiddle through the playbook and just like blindly point at a play and that's the play that they're going to run. And it just kind of seems like, yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, third and long, uh, just these check downs when we have like the farthest thing from a check down quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the one thing I really like is that, you know, Allen is smarter about the run now. He's not putting himself in so much danger. You know, he's, I will, I will. You know, and it, there's parts of me that like I do miss the old Josh Allen, where it's like, oh hey, you need five yards, I'll get you six. Oh, exactly, yeah. And but I'm also sitting here, I'm like going, like you know, this man, you know, he's starting to learn his body is uh, a finite resource. And I think oh. it's, there's a, there's the amount of I think Dorsey still lives in the era of Josh Allen will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. That's uh, you know, that's a pretty good assessment. Uh, you know. A, also with like these play calling, I also just the design of some of these plays. Uh, there was one thing I noticed. Uh, anybody who knows me knows I love to drag the offensive line. Uh, they've actually been a little better than uh, you know they have the past few years, uh, maybe with the exception of yesterday. But there was one. Um, it was on another play. I think in the second quarter, the edge Jennings and Anthony Jennings of the Patriots just blew up uh, Cook. Uh, for like a four yard loss. And oh, yeah. it was pretty much, I think like all Dawkins did, all Dawkins did was like throw, throw a hand on him and go over and double team this other, uh, this other edge. Yeah. Right. I know the bad read on With, Dawkins, but yeah, but I, the thing is like, I, as much as I would love to blame that on Dawkins, it almost seemed like that was the design of the play. Yeah, well, the, the, design uh, it's, 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 the design of the play was to crunch the edge, so that way when that when that guy who got by him crushed over, yeah. who's going to be Deion Dawkins immediately to to block? Mm-hmm. So I think the idea was that Cook was going to be further out 
by the time that that guy got through. Yeah, that must have been it. But it was like, yeah, it's, that's seemed- how I that's how I read it. So he's there. Mm-hmm. To, he's there to seal the gap. Yeah, that must have been. I mean, that must have been it. But it just seems like there's way too many of these plays happening, and it's easy. You know, I, uh, you know, I never claim to be an expert, but there just seems to be, you know, something with Dorsey. It's either. Either he's going to get the most prized head coaching job next year, or he's going to be like an assistant quarterbacks coach at William and Mary. You know, and the one thing is, don't get me wrong, in the in the world where I would love to have Brian Dable back as OC, because mm-hmm. the, the man is a wizard. I mean, just look what he did with the Giants. He turned them all around. He uh, made, he made he temporarily, made, temporarily. Well, he made Daniel Jones look decent. Yes, made him a very made him a very rich man too. No, just sometimes yeah. you wonder. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, hey, with the amount of punishment that man's taken this year, I feel like he's almost earned just that money for the amount of body yeah, you mentality. made. But um, no, it's just I, as of right now, I just I don't think I can't think of anyone that would be a better fit for the Bills at this moment. Because like, even if even if we got rid of, say say Dorsey, you know, decided to just quit, whatever. You know, there is no OC that I can think of being like, oh, yeah, no, this guy fits the the dynamics of it. And, you know, obviously you have to, like, build the trust again and do everything else. Like, it's just I I just wish that there was ways that he could utilize. And granted, I'm just I'm armchair or armchair quarterbacking right now. But Mm -hmm. ways that we could, like, spice it up a little bit where there's some diversity in the plays, because right now. You know, I like that we have the double tight end system, you know, Kincaid's a. Phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Oh, yeah. oh he's, he's just going to get better. You can just see that. And he had his biggest game yesterday. Absolutely. And also one thing with him, uh, eight eight catches on eight targets. The guy just, uh, you know, the guy just pretty much catches everything. Well, he missed one. I think, I he- think uh, well, I saw in the thing, maybe they, they didn't count it as a target. Maybe it was way off. Uh, no, I think it was a flag on the play. I don't- oh, that must have been it. Yeah. And, uh, but, but yeah, I just remember no. there was one that he like he dove for it, and I'm just like that was so far out of his reach. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, hey, a for effort, my guy. <laughs> At the same time, oh no, absolutely, yeah, no, he's uh, no, he's he's got some dog in him. I uh, I like him, and it's uh, I, I like how they're not, uh, you know, people are saying is like you know talking about like Laporta having this great year, and a lot of it is because they the Lions have to rely on someone like Laporta so much. Uh, as opposed to the Bills, who have the luxury of, you know, bringing Kincaid along. And I think by the end of the year, Kincaid is going to be even more of a contributor. I mean, he already is. You know, if you get eight targets from Allen, Allen is definitely looking for you. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, Dawson Knox is the bull, and Kincaid feels more like the horns at this point, where it's like, Dawson Knox will catch the ball and take three guys with him. Oh, that, is, uh, that is very true. Kincaid is the uh, the surgical, hey, sl- you know, little slant out kind of. We just need you to get that first, you know, three and four kind of thing. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, he's, he's like, he's, like he's, a not, less, he's like not quite less there students. as a yeah, yeah. He's not quite there as a let me let me hawk it down because if you're doing that, you know, you know that Allen's going to go to Diggs or he's going to go to uh, he's going to go to Gabe Davis. But uh, you know, I like that. You know, Hardy was getting into the mix yesterday, which is great because he's fantastic. You know. mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he definitely seems to be an Allen type of receiver. Uh, Hardy is, and yeah, yeah, he had a great, uh, you know, great first down pickup for us. And uh, that Shakir one, was doing some things. 
Yeah, it was good to see Shakir. It's uh, one person I thought at the preseason thought was going to be way more of a, more of a contributor than I had uh, thought. Uh, who I, I, we barely heard of this year is Trent Sherfield. Uh, I think he did have one catch yesterday. I've uh, been a fan of this guy and like liked him in preseason. Uh, they said he, yesterday was his sixth catch on the year, and I was shocked that it was that many. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at like Allen's target structure, you have the two tight ends set, set up, which are basically just large wide receivers. You have Cook, and then you have his two dominant guys, Diggs and freaking Gabe Davis. So there's almost like a certain point, unless they're trying to get like some kind of like weird screen Hail Mary kind of thing. Those people are like sixth and seventh on the the, the block of where he's looking. Uh-huh. So I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I just think it's how the, the team is structured to the point where it's like he doesn't have Allen's always on the run. He doesn't have the time to read, you know, oh, hey, Sherfield's right there. I can get him for six right now. Right, I see so and so on the move. He's like, "No, I got three guys that are about ready to rip my fucking head off, and I'm running. <laughs> I'm trying to direct traffic as I'm running to the sidelines." It's, uh, it is funny. It reminds me. Yesterday, I really, I really hope this gentleman's not listening. But uh, you know, one, uh, you know, I love, I love Bills fans. Sometimes, sometimes they can just be a lot. And uh, there's kind of a there was an older gentleman sitting next to me. He was a really nice guy. Yeah, I've enjoyed talking to him, but. I swear on every single incomplete pass, he just uh, he seemed to mention some guy who looked remotely open, and he was just like, "Oh, he had a." It's like, "Oh, he had." A, looks like he had Shakir wide open on the other side of the field, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, like, Josh, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna throw a cross body." You exactly. Know? Yeah, Josh is running for his life to the other side of the field. Uh, I think it was on the, it was on an incomplete pass. I think to Diggs. and he's just like, "Oh, so he had Shakir wide open on the other side of the field." It's like, yeah, and that guy pro. The defender probably let him go once he saw the entire team chasing after yeah, Allen. Yeah, one yeah, way, over, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's yeah, just and he, he did this on every single play. In one play, he said again, uh, I guess he was just a huge Shakir fan or something, and he was just like, "Oh, I was pretty sure Shakir was wide open on that play." And they showed the replay, and, and uh, the guy was absolutely stapled to Shakir, and I'm just like, yeah. ah. and it's uh, yeah, no, the Bills. Uh, like uh, yeah, like I love I love Bill's Mafia, but uh, you know, going out, you know, going out uh, since I was having a few drinks, went out to have a smoke or two, uh, and you know, when the game's just going bad, people are just coming out. Like the game is completely the ref's fault, you know. Uh, that that's always that's always a thing that just like I always if I have a stack of papers, I just want to throw them up in the air, and it's like oh we've I got mean, like especially like last week after last week, we you know we should owe the refs a gift basket. Like the entire uh, the entire ref- refereeing association a gift basket, so it's just like you know you can't you can't blame a performance like that on the refs, especially you know like so many of these calls are just so close. You know, it's the only game I the only instance where I truly felt in the past few years where the refs were in on the fix was that Tampa Bay game uh, two years ago. It was just pretty much their receivers were ass- their cornerbacks were just assaulting. Yeah. our receivers and getting away with it but you know it it always seems like a cop out and i know every fan base does it don't even get me started on like i, I remember i remember one time what was it like uh it was like gronkowski and trey white and you know gronkowski did some dumb shit and like you just see him i'm like going like come on dude that's a flag injection <laughs> from the game come oh yeah on. well there's there's no doubt the uh patriots uh 
the Patriots got a little more love, uh, you know, than others. Know, it's is, just like Jordan, Jordan, like got Jordan got away with everything in the NBA. That was like pretty much uh, that was pretty much confirmed by the referees. That I thought uh, this know. was uh, actually I thought this was during uh, when Gronk was at, at uh, the Bucks. Oh, was that it? Yeah, because I remember it was like it was like I think it was like Trey White's first year or something like that. We were playing against them, and you know. The, the play was over, and Gronkowski just fucking rams into Trey White. Oh yeah, no, that was definitely with New England. No, that was, oh, was uh, it? okay. Yeah, that was um. Oh, that was oh, that was like dirty. That was like Gronkowski probably should have been suspended for the year over that. It was what he was on the ground, and he just like kind of like yeah, he kept yeah, he just slammed yeah, into just, him. like like pile drived into him. It was so dirty. Yeah. Uh, I've never. It's funny. I was like, I was going to say I'd never liked that guy, but actually, I worked a day on a movie with him, and I'm. Uh, that's coming out. It's coming out soon. I can't say the name of it due to strike yeah. uh, obligations. But yeah, I'm standing behind this dude. Uh, I have to stand behind Gronkowski, who's playing himself as he tries to rile up a political, like a, a political crowd by seems like. Oh, is there any Pat stands in the audience? And I have to, I have to cheer raucously behind him. Uh, that was one of the most painful work days I've ever had. Uh, but yeah, no, Gronk has always rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, and yeah, I noticed like we talk about our fan. Yeah, we talk about our fan base being bad. I've always noticed if you ever watch a game uh, with a majority of New England fans, especially in the days of Brady, the yeah. second a, the second a play doesn't go their way, like an incomplete pass, it's immediate. They immediately look for the flag. Like it just doesn't matter if there is one. They're like it's like flag, flag, and it's just like, dude, no, he, he can't. He's not going to be perfect every time. You know, uh, it's funny you say that because uh, I had to do a job with uh, I was for Pepsi. This was years ago, and this is uh, I had to do a green screen shoot with a bunch of NFL players. And the first person I had to work with was Julian Edelman. Oh wow! And you know, I'm talking to him, and like you know, we're given pretty strict instructions, like don't bring up other teams, yada yada yada. And I'm sitting there, we're just bullshitting. And he's a really nice guy. He was very very professional, very, you know, whatever. And then he's like, he's like, I know they're not supposed to tell us, but like, who's your fans? I'm like, oh, I'm a Bills fan. He's like, oh, so I'm not going to get any good shots. And I'm like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> he, he, had a, he had a good, he had a good joke about it, but no, it's, you know, a lot of these guys are pretty good and we just hate them as athletes, not as people. So. Oh no, absolutely. Oh, uh, Gronk, Gronkowski on the set of this movie was, was absolutely Char like charming as hell. Oh, he's, he's hilarious. Super, super nice. So also, uh, I mean, comes as no surprise, an absolutely gargantuan human being. Yeah, guy's he's, like, he's, he's like he's like six four, isn't he? Oh, he's like I think he's like six six, and he's just built like the Incredible Hulk. Uh, not as much as one of the most. Uh, I worked an event at ESPN probably about ten years ago, and it was just filled with a who's who of people, and the, one of the most surprising. Uh, one of the most surprising people I came across, uh, size wise, was Tim Tebow. Oh yeah, you know, you think, yeah. Oh yeah. You think of him as like you know he didn't seem like that big of a quarterback. You know, I mean, he was like six three. Uh, this dude, this dude's hands are like as big as my torso. Well, that's why he became. That's why he became a tight end, man. He's uh, he uh, yes, exactly. Gladly, yeah. why he gladly became a tight end. Uh, oh yeah, and just I mean, Tim Tebow, like as nice as everybody says he is. Uh, just absolutely. I remember it was a. I was bartending the event. Uh, he, like, he didn't come up. You know, he didn't come up to the bar for anything. He didn't. He wouldn't even drink the water that was served at the table. He just, you know, he's wearing a suit and tie, and he brought his own like huge jug of water that was like, you know, mm -hmm. distilled to his like perfection. 
Uh, he didn't eat any of the food because it probably wasn't uh, part of his diet. Uh, but no, he was just posing for pictures with everybody and just uh, definitely had that aura of just being a really good guy. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like most of these most of these dudes uh, kind of have it together. I mean, obviously we hear about like the the bad boys of the sport and the ones that do stupid shit, and I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. But I, and I know we're getting off topic from what the game was, but it was just you know no, no, anything I, I, anything to take us off topic of what we saw yesterday oh, is just fine. Yeah, no, but I, it's uh you know not to not to full circle it, but yeah, no, it's I it's always kind of cool to see like these guys are are decent outside of the game because again we we hate them for their athletic prowess, not necessarily for their personalities. Oh yeah, and, you know, uh, unless you're like really outspoken on like Twitter or some shit like that. I remember like I remember Beasley used to get a lot of shit for like vaccines and stuff like that. But he seemed like a nice guy. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, uh, I feel the bills of today, uh, are slightly, um, a, a slightly more approachable group than the, than the days of yore. Like, I don't want to say, uh, well, yeah, I I'm not, not going to say Williams. Like, I wouldn't want to walk up to Ariel Williams and be like, yo, what's up, my man? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like uh, no, you might eat me. Oh yeah. No, I remember like just, uh, stories of like 10 years ago, uh, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to mention a name. Sorry, yeah. folks. Uh, but uh, at a bar, a bar on Chippewa, um, I think a buddy of mine was wearing a hockey jersey of a certain uh, Sabers player, okay. and this the Sabers player was at the bar and went up to him and was just like, "Like you wearing my fucking jersey?" He's like, "Like who the fuck do you think you are?" And it's just like, "Dude, I'm a fan." Like what? Like. It was just like he said this player like seemed like he was completely, you know, coked up and, you know, Same drunk off his ass. It's just such a like to approach somebody wearing a jersey. It's just like, you know, it was like almost trying to start a fight with this guy. And like my buddy was just so confused by this. It was just like, it's like, oh, dude, it's like I just uh, I just took that jersey and threw it out and got another one. Yeah. Like, just because like, I was like, I don't want to support like I'm not going to go support this guy. No. You're like that guy was Jack Eichel. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely going to tell you. I will say it was not him, and yeah. I'll also tell you this uh, well, story. My, I know my father won't mind me saying this, but uh, back in the mid '80s, my father was a uh, he was a bartender at the very famous Crawdaddy's. I don't think it exists anymore, but I don't know if that rings a bell with you. Unfortunately, it does not. It was like a, it was a very kind of like uh, you know kind of fancy it was right on the it was right on the lake uh it was like a seafood joint and it also held a lot of events it was a big you know a very scenic you know right on the water mm-hmm. and you know i think there were the bills were having an event at one bar and my dad was working the main bar which was like the which was like open to the public and a certain uh bills player massive bills player mm-hmm. uh came up to uh came up to the bar and ordered you know a double double whiskey just straight up and just put it down the put it down the gullet like it was nothing down asked for another one hmm? yeah down like, one yep and then uh just got another one and then started to walk away from the bar my dad's just like yeah so and so it's like that that's gonna be five dollars because you know yeah. just imagine how cheap drinks were back in the 80s and this guy just turned around and laughed and just kept walk like just kept walking yeah, and like, what dad, are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing my dad said is, like, you know, back back in those days, you know, my dad was in his early 30s. He was like, 
he's like anybody else i would have been on the other side of the bar grabbing that guy by the shirt you know it's like but like this particular person i was like oh i'm letting my manager take care of this one you know and sure enough i think he tells his manager and the manager's like oh you absolutely did the right thing yeah like, don't worry don't worry about it <laughs> i you know like it's no i i agree with like the uh but to to go back to one of your earlier points, like the bills are more approachable nowadays. Uh, years ago, um, the the charities that's been, uh, we merged with uh, Susan G. Coleman, but we uh, do a thing called the Mother's Day Breast Cancer Canal Walk for Rockwell Park in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would, uh, the whole purpose of it was to raise money for a thing called Mary's Room, which would give free wigs to uh, cancer patients. Who are going through the oncology programs in Roswell Park? Well, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic cause. Yeah, and it went and went on for fourteen years, and it was great. And the bills were very active. Like we would get signed stuff. People like players would show up. You know, it was like it was a very cool thing. And you know, it's like obviously it's you know Buffalo, a small community at best. And I just remember sitting here, like going, like, "Oh man, like all these like pretty players." Like we never had Jim Kelly show. God damn it! But you know, <laughs> and I could never win any of the prizes because everyone's just oh, like, "Oh yeah," they're like, "Oh, oh yeah." I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there were just like some absolute gems on there. Oh man, I had like we had like signed footballs and cleats and jerseys and like you know helmets and stuff. I'm like I'm like, come on, man! I, I gotta win at least one. Oh yeah. Yeah, we never did, but every year consistently wasn't even like it wasn't even like we asked. I think somebody from their PR team reached out to us, if I'm not mistaken. But it was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I was fan before, and you really want me to just really nail myself to that cross. This is how you do it. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, speaking of like the on the more positive uh, notes of like uh, Buffalo sports celebrities. Absolutely, one of like the most fantastic guys in the history of Buffalo was Rob Ray. Uh, ah, yeah, you know, it was always always <laughs> about the nicest. Oh yeah, Razor was just you know an absolute animal on the ice. Yeah, I mean, uh, see his yeah. hands. His hands are like the size of frying pans. I know. Yeah. Well, in the, like, and also in like the you know early nineties when I was like a preteen, you know, teenager in the mid nineties, uh, my dad always my dad had uh, like uh, some pretty good access to. Uh, open skates were we able to kind of go like kind of close to the locker room so i could get like have a stack of like hockey cards to get autographed and uh i was i always remember like just seeing like uh like rob ray was off to the side and i'm like oh my god like he, he was i just absolutely idolized this guy and i'm like i really want his i really want his autograph but i'm like just so scared to go over there yeah like, well the man was literally a machine you know oh absolutely he, yeah he the hell out of so many people i'm like all right oh yeah and he uh and i kind of went over like sheepishly with my you know rob ray you know opg hockey card from you know 1991 and uh like uh excuse me mr ray and he's just like Oh hey buddy, how's it going? You know, hey, yeah, come over here. It's good to see you. You coming to the game tonight? It's just like, and I was just like through the moon, you know. And like, not every not every player was like that, you know. It's, oh yeah, uh, I met some asshole players my time. Oh yeah, I will say maybe I will say because it's been a while. Yeah, Richard, I remember Richard Schmelick. I won't say he was an asshole, but yeah, Richard Schmelick. I had a car. He just like completely like acted like he didn't see me, and it was like the, it wasn't like there was a long line of people. Yeah, but sometimes everyone has a bad day. You know, you gotta. Oh no, for sure. 
Yeah. But I mean, I, I would, I totally understand not doing it for an adult, but like, you know, as I get older, I'm kind of like, you know, oh, a 12 year old kid, like he's going to remember that. I sure remember it. But, uh, I mean, Lafayette, like I said, LaFontaine was an absolute gem. Oh, Pat LaFontaine. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh, I, yeah. And, I, and I was like, you know, I still love the Sabres. They've, you know, a little tough to watch these, uh, you know, these years. But, man, it was just, I just idolized those guys so much. And that was, you know, some of those best days going to those open skates and getting, you know, I just like, I, I just had like a complete, like, uh, like shelf of autographed uh, Sabres cards. It was just like uh, still treasure. I might love to find those. I, uh, what was it? Uh, I was, it was, I was in Buffalo and I was, it was, I was with a girl I was seeing. We were at a restaurant and Danny Briere was there. Oh, yes. You know, Danny Briere is my height. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, yeah. He's, yeah. No, he's not a very big guy. So I remember I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh my God, Danny Briere. And she's like, you should go talk to him. I'm like, hell no. So she gets up, walks over. He's just chilling at the bar by himself, you know. And she's like, and I couldn't hear the conversation, but it seemed like it was very polite. And he came like he's, and she just waves me over, and I'm like, I'm like, hi, <laughs> sorry, Mr. Pierre, like, how are you doing? <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, yeah, we got a photo, and he signed, and he signed a, uh, he signed a, a napkin for me. A napkin, nice. Oh yeah, the napkin. We were, we were, we were, we were at a bar, so it's not like I had things like prepared. Oh yeah, no, that's. Uh... No, that's, uh, I mean, no, that is cool. The thing is that the napkins, I know people like it's an easy thing to grab, but it's like their napkins are just so fragile. It's like you have to like, you know, just carry it, like no putting it in a pocket, you know. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely, there was a point where I like, I kind of held it like it was like the, you know, like the uh, chalice. Like, yeah, yeah chalice. Like, it's like this is the cure for everything wrong with them, with the world. Oh, don't, yeah. don't drop it. <laughs> I know. One of the coolest things, uh, absolutely one of the coolest things I have. Uh, you know, from my childhood, my dad was uh, like, again, my dad bartended a lot of places in the eighties and he, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still there. The Buffalo house downtown. And oh, yeah, uh, I've heard of that place. Yeah. It was, um, at the time it was known as the, uh, like opposing teams bar that they would go to mm-hmm. like downtown. And it was like, usually like no matter who was coming in and one night, like the, like it seemed like the entire Boston Bruins team of the eighties came in. And when I came to when I came to Buffalo, my dad was just like, "Hey, I got a little surprise for you." And it was a it was a to go menu from the Buffalo House that had like ten signatures on it. Okay. Uh, it was like, oh yeah, like uh, Wes uh, Wes Wes Walls. Remember that was uh, uh, Glenn Wesley. Uh, but the main one was, and it was personalized. He got Ray Bork to be like, "Hey, oh, like, hey, Tommy, best wishes." Like your man Ray Bork. I know it's also like it was so cool, but like despite the fact in those days I hated the Bruins, but it was so like it was just so cool. I'm like, what is this? It was like, yeah, it's like the Bruins were in like a few weeks ago, and it was just like I was like, oh my god, it was on a Buffalo House to go menu, and I'm just uh, I'm so hoping that's uh, somewhere safe. I'd love to come across that. See, it's weird though. Like football, football is the only team where I hate other teams. Every other sport, I'm just like, I don't really like you guys. But I, you know, like I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm still like, if I met you, I shook, I'd shake your hand. Oh yeah. Oh no, of course. You know, I, it's just like you know, it's super cool. Like, uh, but like, no, there's definitely. It's funny. Baseball, I just can't. I don't pay attention to baseball so much. Despite I grew up a big time Yankee fan. Me too. Like I cried. I cried when they won the World Series in 1996. I'm uh, when they lost it in 2004. 
2004, I I may have gotten a little off them at the point, but it's funny as much as like, I don't, you know, Yankees win or lose, I kind of don't care now, which is like, it's just shocking to me. Uh, I just don't have the time to keep up with baseball. But despite, uh, yeah, despite like my love for the Yankees dissipating, my, uh, my disdain for the Red Sox has not. Oh, I just still like anytime they, anytime they're good, I'm just like actively very much rooting against them. Oh, and they, they hate us. Uh, actually, can I tell you a quick story about my time in uh, Boston? Go, go for it. All right. So uh, I used to have to go to Boston all the time for work because the studio I used to work at, their headquarters was in Boston and we were a satellite office. But they have like satellite offices in Chicago and Texas and stuff like that. So I would go to Boston all the time. And one day, it was just like a day I was there. And I knew I was going to be there, and there was there was a Yankees Red Sox game that night. So I'm like, oh, let's buy a ticket, do the thing. It'll be great. Now I didn't wear a jersey per se. I wore a navy shirt with the number two on it. You know, gee, nobody's going to sit there. You know, even I always feel like there's certain levels of respect. It's like going like, hey, we may not like Jeter because he's not on our team, but like we respect the dude. Same thing for Big Poppy, everybody else. Like you know, I wouldn't sit there. Oh yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm in the nosebleeds. I am silent the entire time. And New York won that game. Oh, wow. I, I said nothing. I did not cheer. I knew I was in the belly of the beast. as also my first time in that stadium. So therefore, I'm like, I might get my ass beat if I, you know, act a fool. Uh-huh. And this guy was with his kid. And his kid dumped his drink on my back. And then threw like a bit of his hot dog at me. <laughs> and, his, and his dad was like, you know, telling his son, like, good job, like, you know, way to go. And I'm oh, saying, the entire wow. time, I'm like, I'm like, bro. And I didn't even, I looked sitting there and I looked at him and was like, come on, guy. Wow. And I just, remember like, sitting, yeah. I, I just remember sitting there, I'm like, going, like, I remember, I'm in Boston, things are different. Be calm. He probably has a lot of friends who will be more than happy to escort oh, yeah. me out. <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's I'm yeah, like, you know what? We're just gonna be we're gonna be we're just gonna be cool, cool as a cucumber. Let's just do the thing. And I just remember the second I got out of that place, I was losing my fucking shit. But I just remember Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah, just, no, I was no. also sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, bro, you just waited like 10 bucks. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, and there's something about uh there's something about uh fathers at games they're like they're worse than like the frat boys like uh, oftentimes it's just like yeah and you know like that that kid it's like you know you could be like oh what a brat it's like you have to go bad for that kid that that kid's probably going to be in jail in like five years you you know know, yeah it was one of those things where it's like hey don't get me wrong have i have i been a shit a shithead at sports games before hell yeah (laughs) i mean have i ever hit anybody with like my food or drink uh Maybe I've unintentionally hit people with my drink. If like I raise my hands up, like you know, like yeah, oh, abs- oh, and, absolutely. And I, like yeah. I realize I have a beer in my hand. Like oh, I'm so sorry. It's like oh, oh yeah. shit. Oh yeah, no, wow. That's uh, your your story is way different than my uh, last uh, uh, the last time I was at a, a Red Sox Yankee game. I went to a few when I was like a kid back yeah. in the '90s because I actually lived in Massachusetts for a short time then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I was like I was like box seats. This was 2019. Uh, box seats with like my my buddy's wife at the time got uh like was like got these tickets I was like yeah yeah it's like just come down for it and it was like the one game of the year that the yankees lost to the Sox. 
I think the Yankees had owned them the entire year. And it was the one game that uh, the Red Sox got the better of them. And I mean, you're in like the box seats and everybody's just, you know, I had my, I had my Granderson t-shirt on who didn't even played played on the Yankees in like a decade. And everybody's just like, People were like, uh-oh, you're going to be trouble. And, but it was all like, that was like the worst like shit talking I got that cake. Oh, yeah. It was like everybody's, you know, you're, order, you're drinking $20. Like the beers are even more expensive. They're like, there's like waiter service in these box seats and everything. It's uh, like the, the, the 200s. That's what I like to call it. That's usually like the, yeah. and we're right behind home plate. It's just, uh, luckily these tickets were free. But you were, we were definitely with the high society of Boston. So there was no... No uh, South Boston lug and his son throwing throwing concessions at us. Hey, you know, it's, it's, at a certain point, it's like I take it as a, as a stamp of pride. I'm like, you know what? I just because li- I live in New York City, so therefore it's like it's really hard to do that because there's so many transplants here. That's just like, mm-hmm. how are you going to sit there and really be an asshole when you're just like, oh, wait, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, okay, cool. Would want to fight about it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, but say I'm getting the uh, two minute warning here from uh, yeah. from my boys here. But uh, before we go, I want to uh, let you ponder next week's trivia question hey, uh, re- related to the team we're playing. So the last time we hosted the last time we hosted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was in 2017, and there was a uh, probably the uh, offensive player of the game for Tampa Bay aside from Jameis Winston. Was this Tampa Bay play, player and future Buffalo Bill who had two who scored two touchdowns in the game? Who was that player? Okay. Oh, so you, you ponder it a bit. Uh, I'm gonna ponder, yeah, absolutely. But uh, before we go, Mike, thank you once again for being on the show. Of course, uh, your second time here. You're uh, you're now a uh, Bills or Bust regular. <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to have you uh, back on the show. And uh, hopefully this time we'll be talking about a, uh, a next time we'll be talking about a win. Yeah. It'll be, you know, I think we kept the energy up pretty well, all things considered. <laughs> but uh, absolutely. I want to thank you again. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be in touch during the week before the uh, game and during, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. And to uh, Bill's Mafia, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope this week, uh, is a lot better for you than it was uh, yesterday. And hopefully we have more things to cheer about come Thursday night. Uh, Enjoy yourselves and let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Thanks again for listening to Buffalo Bills or Bust. Remember to like and subscribe, leave a comment and let's go Buffalo. Buffalo Bills or Bust has been a Samurai Dinosaur production, copyright 2023.